0: Combo Nation 250, it's a milestone, man. Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 250. You heard that right, man. Episode 250 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show across the globe. The continued support has been nothing short of amazing. Appreciate you all more than you know. Big thanks to all the outstanding guests that have been on the show. More to come, more to come. Thank you to everyone who rocks with Combo across the globe. Let's proceed with the intro. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Actually, you know what? Let me know what your favorite Combo's Court episode is right on your Apple Podcast app. Let's do that for episode 250. Let me know what your favorite Combo's Court Podcast episode is right on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star rating as well and tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Today's show... Justin Kutcher, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, joins in to talk. Wizards basketball, his viral Ben Simmons comments, and more a fantastic conversation with Justin. You could find Justin on Instagram at Just Kutch. That's J-U-S-T-K-U-T-C-H-E-R. You know you could find me on Instagram at one-two combo. That's O N E T-W-O-C-O-M-P-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Nathan Kutcher, play-by-play voice for the Washington Wizards. Welcome to Combo Score, man. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I feel like it's been an interesting season for the Wizards. Uh, Started out slow. Then there were some bright spots. Um, When you have two stars, you know there are going to be some bright spots. And then it's been tough lately. Um, What are your general thoughts on the season?
1: I think that the slow start hurt. Um, I think getting off to an 0-5 start with their winnable games at home, uh, you dug yourself a hole early. Um, they did a nice job going eight and three to close out, uh, the first half of the season, but everyone knew that the, the start of the second half of the season was going to be a juggernaut again. Um, so they've lost their first few games. of the, of the second half, you've got Sacramento coming up tomorrow. Um, that's one of those games where you look at, you go, okay, you have to win that game. Similar records. You're at home. You need to get that first one in the second half. Um, this team, they're resilient. And, and so I, I still think they're going to be in that playoff race, whether it's the seven through 10 seed, I still think they're going to get there.
0: I saw your pinned tweet and I was watching that game live. I was like, that was fun because I'm from New York city and uh, we from New York city really like when a player just takes the other team's heart, you know, we like, (laughs) well, Uh, I I was born in New York city and I grew up in in, uh, Connecticut. So I understand. Okay, yeah, that, that that's what we like. That's what we like, Justin. So where does that rank for you all time like just calling games?
1: Yeah, that was uh I've said it was a top three moment. Um, just the comeback. And as a New Yorker, you should know it reminded me of you know Reggie
0: Miller against the Knicks and the players. It was two players, and, but but it was it did remind me of that.
1: Yeah, I mean the difference was Durant went one way and Harris threw the ball right to Matthews, as opposed to Reggie throwing down Greg Anthony to get that pass. Um, But to score that many points in that short span of a time and to get the win against Brooklyn. Oh my God, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was great. And there's some history there. There's a little bit of history there with, uh,
1: (laughs) yeah, you know, with, with Westbrook and Durant and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really neat. Um, Westbrook, that was his best game, um, to hit that three, Uh, people have been critical of him shooting. That was,
0: it was money. Most definitely. Um, You kind of went viral last week, Justin, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would totally disagree with your take, but I would never ever attack somebody personally for their take. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would totally disagree. I believe Ben Simmons is underrated because, I mean, because I think a lot of times people look at what he can't do and then they look at the raw numbers and those aren't really eye-popping. But I do think he's one of the best players. He is the best defensive player in the league, in my opinion, and what he brings with his vision and his size. And he's even better off ball this season. I truly think he's underrated. But what was the, where did that come from? What was the context of that conversation? And uh, the floor is yours to explain, you know?
1: Honestly, um, I don't want to bring too much more attention to it. Um, okay. I don't, I don't mean any disrespect to Ben Simmons. Um, I think he's a great player. I really do. And uh, Drew Gooden and I were talking about it before the game and it was really more about Tobias Harris um, that Tobias Harris is putting together such a great year, yes. but he doesn't make the all-star team. And you, you wonder why doesn't he make it? And it's tough because you have two stars already on the team and Bede has to make it. And mm-hmm. Simmons is more of a name. Um, and, and I just think that Tobias Harris has been overlooked um, I think Ben Simmons is a really talented player, an uber talented player, um, as a point guard. And when he plays the point, you need to be able to keep the defense honest and his reluctance to take that shot is troublesome. Um, I, I think, I think he would be like a DeMontis Sabonis if he's if he was playing the four, he would be unbelievably tough to guard. Um, but that's, that's where I came with that. Drew and I were talking and I knew I would, I would take some flack, um, but I thought it would just be the normal stuff that you get uh, on a game. And, and honestly, to my, what I will say is um, I apologize. I didn't realize how much of a, of a trigger word overrated or underrated is. Um, and so I should have used a different word, but it was more along the lines of trying to show that Tobias Harris is not getting the respect that he deserves. And and I think the NBA and media and fans have a tendency to jump on someone and believe everything about them. Um, I, I think the same thing is true in football. Um, I lived in, in Charlotte for 10 years and I watched Cam Newton every year. Uh, Cam Newton, people said, was the, was the best. Cam Newton had an MVP year. He was awesome that year, but he was awesome because he was able to run the ball into the end zone. His completion percentage as a quarterback still was not great. And Cam Newton never improved on his deficiency. And that was his footwork as a quarterback. His entire time in the NFL, he hasn't improved on that. Um, He's relied. I think Cam Newton is the most physically gifted player to ever play the, the quarterback position his size, his strength, his arm strength, everything. Um, but he never improved his weakness. And that's what I see with Simmons. He has so much potential, so much potential, and he's been great defensively, but he hasn't improved that weakness, which is a glaring weakness.
0: Would you say that you might be higher on Ben if you were calling Sixers games?
1: No, it, it has nothing to do with it. Not okay. at all. Um, honestly, like I know people were, and I, and I feel bad that, that, You know, people associate my take as the Wizards take. That wasn't it. It was the fact that it was a 20 point game. And as a broadcaster, you try to have a conversation in a 20 point game. You can only dissect so much of what's going on at that point. So it was a conversation topic and um, it wouldn't be any different. Um, I've been doing national games for 15 years. So it's not a matter of, you know, doing, you know, the Wizards games or doing the Sixers games. It was just a, an
0: opinion, um, and and it it went crazy. You put the work in, 15 years. All right, Justin, Denny Adviat. Is this the right situation for him? Because I feel like he could kind of play with the basketball in that point-forward role. Um, but you have Bradley Beal. You have Russell Westbrook. Do you feel like this is the ideal situation for him? I mean, he started out pretty good. He was starting, then he wasn't starting. Then there's some injuries now. And I think he's been starting a few games here and there. But um, what are your thoughts on Denny, his, his development? And do you think this is really the right situation? It's, there's no choice of his. He's locked in for like two years or three years. But what are your thoughts on Denny's development?
1: I think Denny is going to develop into a really good player. Um, as soon as the Wizards drafted him, I was fired up. Um, I thought the kid was special. Uh, I still see it. I agree with you in the sense that I think he's really good with the ball in his hand. He has great court vision. Um, Mm -hmm. he could be a point forward type player. So what does that mean on this team? Um, he started the first 16 games of the season. They moved him to the bench. And I actually thought it was a good move by Scott Brooks because I thought it gave him a chance to maybe handle the ball more on that second unit than he would on the first unit with Russ and Brad. Um, but Denny, you're seeing it in the last couple of games. He's not just relying on being a spot up shooter. He's being a little bit more aggressive and that's what I think he can do. He's, he's got a great basketball IQ. Um, so move without the ball, have confidence in his shot. When he first got here, his first games, he was hitting his outside shots. I think people thought, Oh, this guy's an outside shooter. He's mm-hmm. much more than an outside shooter. And, yeah. and, and that's not his strength. Um, but I think he needs to be more aggressive. He has not gone to the free throw line in 13 straight games. Um, for someone like Denny, that can't happen. He's got to get to the hoop, can't shy away from it, go to the contact and, and make your presence felt. And I think he's going to get there. I think you've got a couple of really good mentors and Brad and Russ. Um, I think he's going to develop into a special player. And you know, being a Jewish guy myself and Me um, too. the fact that Me too, Justin. Yeah, yeah. We, we nicknamed him the Israeli, um, you
0: know, it's, <laughs> I never heard awesome. that one. Has he found yeah. the good? Has he good? Has he found the good falafel and shawarma spots? That's, that's uh, I mean, yeah.
1: Well, unfortunately, right now everything's everything's pretty much closed. But uh, I've got I've got the scouts out for him so that he'll uh, he'll get the falafel and shawarma. Trust me.
0: <laughs> okay, I think Rui's a little bit further along in his development than um, than Denny. But you know, I, there is he hasn't been really integrated into the offense like he should. I believe I don't know if that's that Brad and um. Uh, Russell just need the ball a lot. I mean, they're star players. They should have the ball, but I think Beal was out one game. I think it was Saturday and Rui played really well. Um, How could they, how do you feel they could integrate Rui into the offense? Maybe a little bit better.
1: Um, I I think a couple of things and and I know they're trying to, but one Rui has to just be more aggressive. Um, Rui has to take the shot when it's there. He's really good. in the. So same thing club.
0: with Denny, really. It's Denny and Rui have yeah, the same well, thing. Yeah. It's,
1: but it, yes and no, It's there's a difference. Like Rui, it's funny because Drew and I talk about it. Rui has ginormous hands. He palms the ball like it's nothing. Uh, as a matter of fact, he made a move last year in practice where he drove baseline, jumped up in the air, went like this with the ball, brought it back, and then made a pass. And everybody was like, "Did did that just happen? Like, holy cow. And so he goes up a lot around the rim with one hand yeah. because it's easy with one hand. The he, got the, is, he got
0: the Kawhi thing going.
1: He does. But the problem yeah. is when you go up with one hand, as you know, it's easier to block that shot. If you go up with two hands with those huge hands, you're probably going to get your arm hit. And now that arm that gets hit comes off the ball and you could finish with the other hand. So he just needs he needs that. Like the game on Saturday night against Milwaukee – he was aggressive and he was going at, whether it was Giannis or Middleton, whomever, he didn't care. He just went right into them and went at them and finished through them. And, and I just, I just want to see more of that from him. Um, Defensively, he's improved a lot. Uh, He said he could guard one through five Westbrook and Beal said, all right, show us. And so he's been doing it and he's, he's stepped up. So I, I think the wizards, when you look at who they drafted, with Rui and Denny, man, they did really well drafting at that nine spot to get those two guys.
0: Yeah, talking about the draft, um, they're kind of stuck in the middle, man. They're kind of stuck in the middle again. Which way would you like to see them try and go? I'm not, ta- I don't want to use the, the tank word, but. Oh, I, 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 I mean,
1: think. you try to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, are there, so, I mean, this is trade time. Do you think there's some moves that can be made? What type of player, what player should they be looking for?
1: You know, I don't, I don't know if there are moves that can be made. I think Tommy Shepard's done a really good job in his just over a year plus as being the full-time GM of making kind of under the radar type trades under the radar moves. Um, obviously Davis Bertans re-signing him. That was big money, but he goes out and he signs Howell Neto for nothing and Neto has been fantastic. Um, he made the trades to get Isak Bonga and Mo Wagner and Thomas Bryant in the past, uh, I don't think there's a big move out there to make for this team. Um, And I think really, if you can get Rui Hachimura to be more aggressive, both offensively and on the boards, that helps a lot and figuring out that rotation with your big men, with, with Lopez, with Alex Len, with Mo Wagner, it could change every night and that's okay. It's what the matchup is, but you need somebody. And Alex Len has provided it where we kept on asking who's going to be that, that, enforcer on this team because these guys are all so nice and we've seen it it's Alex Len and Russell Westbrook will will commit the hard foul Um, and sometimes I think in the last year and a half teams have have felt like they could go to the hoop and nothing's really going to happen to them maybe now you're going to feel the presence of those guys
0: yeah I think there has been some trade buzz around Westbrook and you're saying they want to make the playoffs but if they don't trade Westbrook, they're going to try and make the playoffs. Like, that's what it seems like to me. Well, then you're
1: hearing trade buzz that I haven't heard. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything around Westbrook. Um, and and frankly, I think, I mean, prior to them trading John Wall, people said John's contract was untradable and Russ's contract was untradable. Um, so yeah. you had two untradable contracts going one deal. I, I would just be... I'd be hard pressed to figure out how that would match up. Um, And and at the same time, I I think Russ is starting to make his presence felt he's, you know, earlier this year, he wasn't playing back-to-back games. Now he is. Uh, The area that's been alarming for Russ is his free throw shooting and, and nobody can really make sense of it. He's, he's a career, like 79% free throw shooter and he's shooting 57%. Um, I think
0: ever since they changed that rule where you can't walk back to half court, it hurt him. <laughs> no, I th- I think that's really part of it. I think I think we can look at the at the years and when that when that started, him, well, he, started I mean, from. Well,
1: he I he he had one other year where he was below 70% and um and that's it. And so yeah. it's just it, you look at him, you watch him and you could see it's it's a little bit of a mental thing, but but I love having Russ on this team. Um, I love his energy and and I think he's making other guys better. Um, Definitely. You know, I, I thought coming into this year, uh, people said who would be the most uh, impacted by Westbrook coming here. And I said, I thought it would be Beal. Um, and not because I thought Beal's numbers would get to be so much better than, than they were last year, but because he would garner the national attention because Russ is here. All of a sudden Russ brings that. He, he has that superstar, you know, Heck, he was an MVP, a nine-time All-NBA guy. He's a national name. And and as great as John Wall is, and John did what he did in the community of D.C., he hadn't played in almost two years, and he didn't have the same national appeal that Russell Westbrook does and did. And so I thought the national attention would now come on to the Wizards and people would get a chance to see how great Beal is And I was really happy to see him voted in to be an all-star starter. It was incredibly well-deserved.
0: Justin, you watch a lot of NBA basketball. A big topic of conversation lately has been the three-point shot. Do you believe that too many shots are being taken from the three line? And is there a rule you would like to see change or the distance change or anything to that effect? I think there are way too many
1: three-point shots taken. Um, I don't, want to see a rule change i don't want to see something put in where there's a limit on how many can be taken i just i am not an analytics guy i think analytics are there to to help i don't think you live and die by analytics baseball the same way all these sports Um, if you tell me that you know a foot on a three-point line is a bad shot i agree with you that's a bad shot just Mm -hmm. take a half a step back and it's a three but a foot or two feet in front of the three-point line If you're gonna make that shot 50% of the time and you're gonna make the three point shot 20% of the time, I'd rather have the one that you make 50%. And the reason behind that, I know everyone says numbers, 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 but it's confidence and it's momentum. If you hit that shot 50% of the time, you're feeling good. You're going back on defense, having scored two points. If you miss the other shot 80% of the time, now you have to try to get a rebound, you have to hustle. It, 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 I just think it's a bad thing, and, and people don't weigh in um, the emotional part of a game, the mental part of a game, when they look at numbers. And and I just happen to feel like, like Bradley Beal is leading the league in scoring right now. He's shooting like thirty two percent from three point land. He's shooting well over fifty percent from two point land. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo not a good three point shooter. Uh, James Harden, fine, but
0: I don't ben, think... Ben Simmons, moves. great player.
1: <laughs> great player, but he doesn't shoot.
0: Yeah, he doesn't shoot it, yeah.
1: Okay, so Ben getting to the hoop, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about the leading scores, the elite right, right. scores. Right, right, right. And I don't think... I, I, mean, I was Jimmy just messing Butler, with you, Justin. I was just messing know, with you. I know, I know, I know you were, but like Jimmy Butler doesn't take threes, but he posts up.
0: That's true, There is yeah.
1: There is incredible value in the mid-range game. If you look at Kobe Bryant, I think his best year as a three-point shooter was 36 percent his best year and kobe was the best scorer throughout his career so i just think that is so overrated if you can be good in the mid-range game you can post up you can get to the hoop and get to the free throw line i would take that every day over jacking 43s a game every day
0: yeah yeah i i think i mean I think you have to stretch out the spot-up shots, which they do, but, I mean, definitely off-the-dribble, mid-range jump shots, that's what wins you playoff series, shots like that, you
1: know? Yeah, I mean, you know, people live and die by the three. There really haven't been many teams, with the exception of Golden State, who have been able to basically win via the three-point shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think the three-point line will be extended at some point within, like, the next 10 or 20 years?
1: Um... I mean, I guess there's potential. You can't obviously extend it on the, on the corners. Um, if you've got big yeah. feet, it's already a problem.
0: I heard, I heard Broussard saying they should take out the corners and just raise it in the front. <laughs> but that would change spacing so much. That would take away some of the lane spacing. And for people to catch those highlight dunks, you know, it, it would be so different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think, look, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't want to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the sport. The sport has been around for a long time. The court is 94 feet long. Um, there's a reason for it. Now, they did change. Obviously, they implemented the three-point line. They brought that in. They, they brought it closer in like the 90s. They did. And it was too close. And, and I, they think, it back, I, they re- I
0: think shooting actually went down because people who thought they did. could shoot that shot really couldn't shoot it.
1: <laughs> it did, exactly. Yeah. now And now you're moving it back. I mean, look, no matter how far you move it back, you're not going to be able to contain the range of Steph Curry, of Damian Lillard, of of Davis Bertans, of these guys. I mean, their range is to half court, and it's a it's a normal shot for them. I watch Bertans every every night warm up and literally take jump shots from mid court. So yeah, yeah, um, you can't you can't control that. You just give them credit for taking it, and and if you make it, great. If you can be forty percent from down there, more credit to you.
0: All right, Justin, let's, let's end with something fun. You know, you, you have so much chemistry with Drew, man. How's that been like working with Drew? And uh, what are you guys looking forward to for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, it's awesome working with Drew. Um, we become boys. Uh, honestly, it, it started really with our first phone call when I called him to introduce myself. Um, we talked for probably 35 minutes that time. And then our first preseason game, we go out for dinner. We went out for dinner after each preseason game last year. And we just got to know each other and realized we have a ton in common, despite you know the fact that he's you know six ten and I'm five eight. But it's uh, <laughs> we joke around a lot. Um, it's been it's been special. Uh, I've had the the privilege of working with a lot of great people in my career, and when you get along with your partner, it makes it that much better, especially when you're doing every game together. And we'll text, we'll talk, um, we'll BS with each other. Uh, before the game, during the game, during commercial breaks, <laughs> um, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're, every, every time we laugh on the air, it's genuine. Nothing is forced. And um, I consider myself really lucky. Uh, Drew, he wants to get good. He wants to be really good. I think he's already getting there. Uh, we even talked. He said, he said to me last year, he goes, J.K., he goes, I'm the Rook. I need coaching. Like I want you to coach me. And even, and and that's why he had a
0: long career in the NBA. That's why he's been successful. You know? Yeah.
1: He even said to me, you know, a week and a half ago, he's like, I want to take it to the next level. And I said, I love that. I said, all right, I tell you what, let's pick a day where we have an off day and you and I will just hang out and we'll watch a game together and we'll have notepads and we'll stop it. Like you're watching game tape and, we'll figure out what we like. I said, I want you to tell me what you like, what I do and what, what you don't like. And, and I'll do the same thing. And we'll, we'll coach each other. We'll help each other. Um, And I don't think that happens very often where, where guys are are cool enough with each other that they can criticize each other Um, and know they don't take it personally, but they know that you have the best intentions for the other person. Um, So, so it's really cool. Um, And uh, as far as the the rest of the season, I think we're both looking forward to this team trying to put it together and and getting a couple more winning streaks. And and I've even said, don't worry about putting a five or six game streak together. But like in baseball, win your series, take three out of four, take two out of three. And if you do
0: that, you're going to get into the playoffs. A dynamic duo for sure, you and Drew. Um, thanks so much Appreciate for coming. That. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Justin. Where can we find you on social media? Twitter, Instagram. I feel like you, <laughs> I, I feel like you spend more time on Twitter, man. We got to get your Instagram up. You know, we got to. Get- <laughs>
1: um, honestly, I don't. I don't spend much time on either. Um, okay. Okay. That's okay. the truth. Honestly, it's it's part of what I felt bad about is that um, I I don't ever say things to draw attention to myself, and and it wasn't about that. If you see how many followers I have you know, social media is not a, not a focus of my attention. Um, okay. It was more just to have a conversation with Drew and, and stuff happened from there. But my Twitter is at Justin Kutcher. My, my Instagram is at Jess Kutch. Um Pretty simple. I love to cook. I love to play golf. Okay. I'm always watching
0: sports and calling sports and that's pretty much my life. Just the great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thank you to everyone who listens to Combos Court across the globe. Appreciate you all. Episode 250 is in the books. Thanks to Justin for joining in. We appreciate you. As I said in the intro for episode 250, let me know your favorite Combos Court podcast episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Also, man, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Be on the lookout for episode 251. Combo out.